Colin, how are you doing today? I'm good, Harry. How are you doing? Excellent. I think uh, I'm still enjoying the podcast that we're doing together. I think I woke up excited and have been thinking and talking about it a lot. So I'd say we uh, keep going at least another week, right? Yeah, one more week. Jack got me energized last week. Uh, and I'm excited to hit some topics today. I think we got some juicy ones. Yeah, I think we got to do a better job coordinating guests, right? We couldn't line up a guest uh, this week, but uh, so it's just you and me today. Well, we got it. We got a few more coming. I we're, we're booked, so yeah, everyone should stay tuned on that front. We've got a few more in the pipeline, and we won't tease them in case they back out. Since then, we won't have anyone, and people will be very disappointed, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to? All right, first segment. What have I been up to? What What did you do last week in the world of angel investing? I think you got to say it with a little more uh, excitement. Wow, okay. But right. Colin, try it again. So, what did you do last week in uh, the world of angel investing, Harry? Where'd you put your money? Um, so I didn't commit. Well, I guess I verbally committed some money. I'm working on a cool kind of what I would call an insider round right now with one of my favorite companies, startups that I've been working with since before pre-seed and advisor, investor and seed. And they've got some stuff uh, brewing, like a little quick uh, insider round that's brewing. So I'm going to try and syndicate a deal and get a couple people in. And I think it'll be a really fun topic for you and I to talk about because I think I did some things well and other things not so well. Um, but once that's all finalized and closed in a week or two, I think I'll be able to update. But uh, it will be the first uh, 25K check from my fund. So that's exciting. Nice. I'm excited to hear more about it, the fund and uh, syndication. Um, well, I guess I can tell you a little bit about what I did. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, I've been doing a bunch of S. Let me guess. I think I did. You raise so, money. I I have <laughs> been knocking on doors, shaking trees, doing everything I can to help some companies right now. Um, so exciting times, and we're getting some traction, which I'm excited cool. about. Um, but so man, these are startups just... that you're an advisor for, investor for, want to invest in. Yeah, so mostly advising and investing in um, companies, Got it. and just really SPV setting them up, but also mm -hmm. trying to close them out. Um, I got one that it's uh, getting close to the end, which is great. So that'll be the nice. first one done for the year. Um, and is that RSPV that we're doing together? Yes, it is. Okay. That I uh, haven't really uh, helped much with, but uh, I am technically a co-syndicate on that deal. We can. Uh, it'll be fun to talk a lot about, about a lot of these once they close out. So we'll keep teasing them for now. Yeah, for sure. So it's been good. The checks are coming in and I'm excited for some new stuff. I think inadvertently I've been become an AI investor, not on purpose, but it's kind of happened. Uh, one of the deals I did at the end of last year and then uh, one that popped up this year. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's like my nightmare, Colin. I'm like an old dog. I don't want to learn any new tricks. <laughs> Crypto, I didn't want to learn anything about it. Web3, didn't want to learn anything about it. AI, I'm like, uh, hopefully this fad will pass. So I'm going to sit this one out for now, but I will live vicariously through you. And maybe we could get a cool guest on to talk uh, AI and I can uh, take that week off. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Um, so we've got a fun uh, Twitter thread uh, for today that you've, I think, uh, I think you and I might have both commented or seen in the past week. I'll let you uh, take it away and uh, read it off and we can take it from there. How does that sound? Yeah, let's dig in. So this one is from Rockman Law. As an angel investor, is only making investments with a lead investor in place considered low conviction or is it actually sensible? Uh, and then tagged a bunch of great folks in this. Um, then we'll probably read some responses. Um, well, one of my uh, 
you know, we can dig into a little bit on it in a second, but one of my favorite responses uh, was from Samir Singh, who's just a network effects expert hmm. um, and good guy all around. Um, he said, in my honest opinion, low conviction, but I tend to be contrarian. As long as a company meets my criteria, I don't care what VCs think. I'd rather they love it one to two rounds later. Hmm. So what do you think about that, Harry? Uh, I don't know Samir, but if you know him and you've got good things to say about him, I'm assuming he's a pretty sharp guy. I'm assuming he's got experience. And I think the big thing to me, I saw this in a couple of the replies. It seemed like most people were on the same page. If you're a newish investor, I think that it makes sense. Like, Hey, you don't know what you're doing yet. Don't screw this up. Like let someone who's done this before kind of come in and lead the way. You're not, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily always guarantees something, but I do think it de-risk some of that uh, you know, kind of angel investment risk, especially early on when frankly, like you don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, you and I have been doing this for a while and like I put in a lot of money into angel investments and I still don't always feel like I know what I'm doing and I still feel like I'm making mistakes. So I think that the the concept uh, makes sense, you know, like especially for early or newbie angels. Yeah, I think on the flip side, you know, my approach and kind of what I said in the thread is that, you know, I kind of view it as like I just don't have a lead yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always like to invest and hustle for them to help yeah. them get a lead because, you know, that's like, that's a huge value out on my part. Um, it kind of sets me up for success uh, with the company later. Uh, but I also view it like kind of like Samir was saying, he runs a breadcrumb.vc mm -hmm. uh, and does mo like uh, quite a few large checks uh, every year and uh, from his angel investing. But like yeah. he said, I kind of like getting in earlier. Like if I'm just looking at it from a return profile perspective, yeah. like the earlier you get in, the lower the valuation, the better, right? And so I'm okay in certain cases where I have a lot of conviction around this. Mm -hmm. And you know, we'll talk a little bit more about like what we invest in, but like if it's in my zone of excellence and it's, I'm early, yeah, and it doesn't have a lead, I can get kind of excited about that because yeah. you make better terms. And then when there's traction and they want to invest later and they mark you up, all the best. Yeah. Well, is this really a question though of lower valuation? I mean, you could not know what you're doing and invest at a low valuation, right? I think that's yeah. kind of to me sort of what it's getting at. And, you know, so I think that like I've kind of done both, I guess I would say. And so this, I, I really like this tweet from Rockman Law because it's kind of made me think about what I, you know, like I don't know if I have a thesis going forward but i think it's like making me think about it more i mean again like i don't have everything i don't have a lot of things figured out when it comes to angel investing i'm trying to figure it out um but i think that it sounds like we both agree if you're a newish angel investor you don't really know what you're doing investing alongside a lead is probably a good idea and it also makes sense you remember we had jack on uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago and he said, you know, for a lot of new angels, it's a good idea to do an LP in a small fund, right? Because then you get to see a lot of deals, see how they send updates, see what they're investing in and how they look at things. And so if you're looking at this as like a learning process, I do think that uh, that makes sense from a newbie perspective. No, that that's that makes a lot of sense. I think the early ones, you kind of just don't know what's good, right? Yeah. I, I think one thing I did, you know, was interesting on this is Alex McDonald uh, responded on uh, below to Samir and um, I'm pretty sure he does lots of pre-seed investments is that he, he said it doesn't inform my decision the lead part of it you yeah. know because he's making a decision outside of that and so it's really about a belief in the company or the founders or the you know the area um, yeah. or the business itself um, but I do think it like it can be hard to get a good startups if you wait 
right? Yeah. Like the allocation may be gone. So there's always a risk, right? It's not like, and like you said, maybe being an LP for new people is kind of the way to go because these funds can get the allocation and move on it. Um, but then again, if they're a lead check, maybe they aren't, they aren't getting in. So, right. But I mean, obviously fundraising is pretty damn important to a startup and you need money. So it's like, you also don't want to invest in a company that then isn't going to be able to go and raise money because then your check kind of just went for nothing. And that has happened to me. I think one of my early investments in a food tech company, I think I put five or 10K in and, you know, really liked the guy. And, you know, it was like, I was like, oh, I'm doing everything right here. And he had been talking about a safe that they were going to raise and they had all these leads or, you know, sort of leads for investors, not like a lead lead. Um, and uh, then they en never ended up raising and kind of went out of business. And it was like, okay, well, there went like five or 10K. <laughs> uh, and I think maybe the key thing though, is like you said, like if it is at that stage, you got to be ready to hustle and find them a lead or at least like work your ass off and find them or try to help or find them a lead, right? Yeah. And that, again, I think it's where the conviction in that yeah. way comes in. I do also think, you know, one of the things I ask a lot of founders and try to get a really good read as they're fundraising is like how much is in the door not like yeah when you have soft committed it's like what always important to ask what's been i always say what's been wired right like committed soft committed that's all bullshit it's like what's been wired right because like a lot of people yeah. will you know and this is actually why i like this question because honestly like would we decide am i allowed to swear on this podcast or not yolo all right. I think it's kind of a bitch move to do this. I think it's kind of a bitch move to like, you know, only in, if you know what you're doing and you say, I'm only going to invest if someone else, you know, big name comes in, like, yeah, duh. If A16Z comes in and leads this round, like everyone's going to want to invest at that point. Right. Like that's not a lot of conviction. And so that's kind of my rant for the day is like, I think that, you know, like to me, like I invested in a cool, uh, sort of dorm room fund here in SoCal area that did like, you know, uh, funding for startup uh, startups for like college kids. And I was literally like one of their first two or three checks. They were trying to raise just a small $1 million fund. And I told them, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to give you a 25 K check, but I want you guys to freaking remember this. Like I put money in with no one else. Like I just love what they were doing and thought that they were really cool and that they were all going to do really well. And I was like, just think of me like if this money goes to zero, like I want like 20 years when you guys have yachts to like invite me on your yacht. Cause I was your first <laughs> check for this like tiny fund that no one uh, really believed in, you know, and then I did kind of hustle to get them, you know, maybe I did this by accident. Like I kind of then hustled, you know, to like get them a bunch of intros. And, you know, I think some of the intros I actually made and did end up investing. So, uh, that's where I'll personally leave it. Uh, do you have any last words on this thread? It's all skin in the game, right? Yeah. When you, as Jack said, you put your balls on the line, uh, it's just skin in the game. Like you're going to go hustle. And so I, I kind of, before I, start hustling, I kind of like to put my money in, right? Because then I got something to lose and I got some yeah. incentive alignment with the founders. And so that's kind of how I view it. Um, but, you know, be fun to dig in a little bit on like the conviction side. Uh, yeah. May talk about that a little bit more. Really, uh, like, Maybe you can tell me from your perspective, you know, in companies that don't have a lead, you know, in like that context, you're not just a follow on for a popular thing, yeah. you know, where are you looking and what are you investing in, you know, because you have conviction in it yeah. or a expertise? Give me a little insight on that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, whenever people ask me, what do you invest in? I usually say the quick answer is like anything that moves, right? Physically moves, right? Since I kind of come from the rideshare yeah. background and, you know, I've worked with a lot of delivery and last mile and logistics. And, you know, I sort of like that owner operator concept. I've probably talked to tens of thousands of drivers and gig workers over the years. So I really understand that kind of like mentality, the products and the services, the things that they care about. Um, you know, and kind of balancing that with a platform or with a service provider, because, you know, I always tell people like with Uber drivers, for example, like they just want to get paid more Uber, the company wants to pay them less. Right. So like, how do you meet in the middle and find a product, a service, an experience where like they both care about and the perception of value is really high. And so I feel like that's what, you know, I've been doing for eight or nine years. And I feel like, you know, I know it pretty well just because it's like day in, day out for nine years in a row. That's kind of my thing. Right. And, uh, you know, I think like obviously with the rideshare guy, I have good credibility on that industry, right? Uber or Lyft, I've interviewed the CEOs, blah, 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 right? And so I think any, I usually tell people like anything that moves, rideshare, delivery, logistics, owner, operator. And then the second area that I really like is my network. So anyone that I've met or worked with in the past nine years, I mean, like a lot of these like early Uber employees, you know, went on um, to do, you know, Bird and went on to other companies. And then, you know, I just invested in like a prop tech company from a guy who was CEO at like a micro mobility company. And I knew him from that. And like, I don't know shit about prop tech, but like I knew him and I knew he would do well. And he raised a 3 million pre-seed a few months ago. And I was like, whoa, nice job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's sort of like, I think that second one has been really cool. I invested in another guy who's starting a fintech company um, and he had been at like Uber and Bird and, you know, we became really good friends from that. And, you know, it was funny because it was like a big name investor and then lowly me on the cap table, like way down at like five or 10,000 bucks. And the only reason I got it, because basically we were just like personal friends, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what I invest in and I feel like so it kind of is my air one 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 part of it is like my area of expertise and the other part of it is kind of like my network which is sort of like the insight the access right like I've seen these people working I know how hard they are and you know maybe they're letting me into deals that I couldn't uh, get into otherwise yeah so I think like you know just kind of pat unpacking that a little bit I think it's a really good point is that you know one you have this like area of expertise, kind of like your edge, right? Like, yeah. you know it better than most, right? And you also have value add there. Like, you know, I'm sure people need uh, some kind of driver for something in their business. You're probably a good guy to know from a marketing perspective and things yeah, like definitely. that. So, you know, there's like, kind of like this Venn diagram of value, expertise, network, and then like, you know, like kind of like belief in the founders, right? And kind of the company. And so I kind of want you know, if anything is like kind of fits that generally in a couple of those circles, you probably invest or if it fits all of them, you know, it's a slam dunk, right? Yeah. Um, but I do think the affinity thing, uh, like kind of, you know, this person through your network, there's some, some kind of diaspora out of like Uber, Lyft, you see syndicates doing this. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I, I find that good people, right. Kind of come from affinity groups and, it may not be your area of expertise, but you can size your bets accordingly to invest in great people yeah. um, that have great experience. And so that makes a lot of sense. Um, what about you? Can I tell you? Yeah, I'd love to tell you. So for me, like my my competitive advantage, but you know, I don't have to work so hard to understand. Um, it's kind of how I view it is like marketplaces and platforms, you know, and that's the area where I just I really try to focus because I know I can add value. Like I know a lot of investors in the space, so I can make the right intros. 
Um, I try to do very targeted intros, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also look for things like, you know, I try and maybe I don't do the best job. But I try to be a little contrarian and look yeah. for things that are non-obvious because I'm kind of with uh, Samir and some of the other guys in that thread where, you know, being non-consensus is how you can be really right. And I kind of look for that. Like that, I, that's something I enjoy doing. Whereas following on like, yeah, it's probably more of a safer path, but it doesn't really, mm. I don't get the same uh, like psychological dividends out of it as I think about it. Um, so yeah, so I, I kind of look for things that are like non-sexy businesses, right, as well, that are like, and you know, my experience at Outdoorsy was that RVs was not something <laughs> yeah, that people like, you know, if you were lived in Palo Alto, you'd see like RVs on the side of the road with people sleeping in them, right? And you're like, wow, that's not a business I want to be in. But if you're in middle America and, you know, you learn that one in six families owns an RV in America, yeah. you're like, wow, that's actually a really interesting business. And so I think blind spots, unsexy businesses, um, and really great founders and kind of bringing all that union together gets me really excited. So that's kind of what I, what I look for. Yeah. My parents just bought an RV. <laughs> oh. So you are on the nose there. Um, and actually, I really, so this is one thing where I feel like being contrarian that's kind of the whole point of angel investing and vc right like if you think about average returns if you're doing what everyone else is doing you're going to revert to the mean over time right if you're investing in all of these you know deals that have big name leads like you're going to be similar return now if they've got really great returns then you'll be really great but i do think there's something to be said about like taking a bet here and there that is like, wow, that sounds like a really shitty idea. Or wow, that's like way out there. Or wow, that's like one area that I like is hardware. Because every VC that I talk to is like, oh, I don't do hardware. I can't do hardware. Oh, it's too expensive. And I feel like it's kind of like, this is my theory. I may be wrong, but like, I feel like this is like a good example of a blind spot. That like a lot of people won't even look at this type of business because they, you know, like just don't do it, right? What if it's like the best hardware business you've ever seen, but like their initial filter is like hardware, I don't do it, I don't look at it. And it's less because it's that their focus, right? And just more like it's not something they look at. And I think that's like, isn't that the whole point of VC? Now, hardware might be one where it's like, wow, I've done a few hardware deals now and it's like really freaking expensive and hard to, you know, kind of get funding and, you know, hard to like capture a high enough market share where the return is, you know, like a hundred or a thousand X for the amount of money and the capital that they have to raise. So maybe they're right, but I think it's like a good example of something where, you know, you kind of want to look for those overlooked opportunities. You, you mentioned, uh, RVs and obviously outdoorsy has done really well. I think one thing that I saw early on is, you know, there was a ton of investment in Uber and Lyft drivers and gig workers. There's two to 3 million of them out there a few years ago. And there was actually like two or 3 million truck drivers at the same time way less investment, not nearly as sexy, but like all the same opportunities around products, services, insurance, mapping, and everything like that. And there've been a few uh, startups like Cloud Trucks and a couple others that have ended up raising some pretty big rounds in that space. But I sort of like uh, looking for those types of opportunities for sure. Now, I I think the other thing though, is that, you know, the hardware thing, it's not an area I have expertise in. And kind of as I, like there's a classic situation where I would give my money to like someone that's an expert in it and be an LP because I don't have an area of expertise. Jack's advice rings true. Um, But I do think like play, like the cost of everything is coming down, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like 3D printing, all these things. And so I do think you taking the ad bats and learning right now with the hardware and 
kind of seeing that there is probably paradigm shifts coming, it yeah. is like a way of getting that exposure, right? So, yeah. just well, and I will say, like hardware, I think the reason why I've done a few deals in that space is, oh my god, they're so much more fun. Like literally, one of my companies <laughs> built a car, and I got to test drive it, and I broke it, and you know what I mean? Like this was super cool. Um, versus, you know, like an app. Okay, cool. Download on my phone. Like it, you know, probably makes a lot more money and a lot easier to develop. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's the other thing too. I guess that's the other thing that I look to invest in, like stuff that I care about, stuff that's fun. So uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, I uh, th that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So I think that's a good uh, stopping point for this episode. We covered our our uh, sort of what we've been up to, the trending uh, Twitter thread for the week, and uh, dove into a little what we like to invest in. Anything else you want to hit on? No, I think that's it. I, I really, uh, that was fun. I I think I liked the, the, the parting thought that being contrarian and being early is like a good way to go, but that as yeah. you're starting out, maybe it makes sense to learn a little bit before going all the way in. Unless it's in your kind of area of expertise. I think the problem for most people, we'll probably talk about this on a later episode, is kind of the bet sizing, how much to do, yeah. you know, the calibration. You may have conviction and you want to do it, but is the deal you're looking at good terms, like the right valuation, the right investment vehicle, and the right bet size? And I think those all have to come together and uh, it'll be fun to talk about those more. Yep, definitely. All right, well, that was fun and uh, see you next week. All right. Till next okay. week, Carrot.